The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. Welcome to the Life with Mariana podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Hewitt. In this episode, I'm joined by CEO and brand builder, Catherine Power. Her businesses include Who What Wear, First, and Aveline Wine that she co-founded with Cameron Diaz. And her newest venture is the clean makeup brand Merit, available now. To hear more about her unconventional path that led her to creating these businesses, keep listening. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Do you remember the first time that we met in person? I don't know if you'll remember. The first time we met in person, was it when we spoke together at Revolve on a... Oh, actually, you know what? The first time we met in person was when you were launching Who, What, Where at Target and you guys had a breakfast. And it happened to be the same day that Instagram stories launched. And like half of us had it on our apps that day and half of us didn't. I probably didn't. And I was probably (laughs) looking at you guys saying, what what is this? What are we doing? Teach me everything. I was like, "Why why does everyone have this on my phone? I only have Snapchat still. And we were all trying to figure it out at the breakfast. Yes, everybody was on their phones. I remember. And that's one of the many things that you've done. So for people who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about your careers and your businesses? Sure. So I'm an entrepreneur uh, in the women's lifestyle space. Um, I started my career with my first company, Who, What, Wear. It'll be 15 years this year, actually. And Who, What, Wear started as an online fashion magazine. Um, I had come from the traditional print magazine world. I was the West Coast editor for L magazine and L Girl, which was the the teen magazine. And I, I started to see my own behavior shift more and more to the internet. You know, I was in my early 20s and I was spending all of my time, you know, on on websites. Uh, and this was long before the iPhone. It was before Facebook and it was like MySpace and and Friendster were the were the social media networks that were really popular. But I had a, a friendship with my now co-founder, Hillary Kerr, who was also an editor at Elle. And, you know, we just kind of rallied around this idea that fashion and style should be much more accessible. And, you know, it was a time where it was really just the high-end fashion magazines, Vogue, Bazaar, Elle. We felt like they sort of spoke down to women and felt really exclusive. And at the same time, there were, you know, all of the the new sort of gossip blogs like Perez Hilton and X-17, and they were covering celebrity style, or they were covering celebrity images, but not really talking about the style. And so we thought there was an opportunity to kind of, you know, eliminate the gossip part of things um, and really highlight the fashion and use celebrity as a way to translate runway fashion into real life. So Hillary, who's an amazing writer, she really created this very accessible and friendly voice in fashion, which just did not exist at that point. And from there, Who, What, Where was born. And we were linking to all of the new, you know, e-commerce websites that were starting to pop up. So Net-A-Porter, Shopbop, 
you know, it was, this was the very, very early days, but it was so exciting because all of a sudden, you know, you could live in a small town in Kansas and all of a sudden you could buy the same products that, that people were able to buy in a big city. So Mm -hmm. we just loved that. And the idea of making things accessible. So we built that company up and ultimately ended up creating an apparel collection under the who, what, where brand, which we distribute in the U.S. through Target. So it's available at uh, most Target stores and um, also internationally with great retailers like Zalando and and Selfridges and ASOS. So really just furthering that mission of making style really accessible. You know, our our products are priced uh, under $50 an item here in the U.S. and we, uh, we range in sizes from two to 26 here. Amazing. And whenever I post a piece from the collection, I get so many swipe up links. Like people love the items that you guys have because it's, the taste is like the style is so good. And I think also that really translated into another business you have, which is Verst and you have a new one coming soon. So my, I'm excited to talk about all of that. But going yeah. back to like the beginning of your career before Who, What, Where and your magazine job, what was your first job out of high school? Well, I didn't go to traditional high school. So growing up, I was a very serious dancer. Um, I was in a performing company here in in Los Angeles. And I dipped in and out of traditional school, mostly doing homeschool toward the end um, because I was at the dance studio from about 10 in the morning till about 10 at night. And I would, you know, I was working in TV and film and you know, had to have very odd hours. So I ultimately ended up finishing high school really early. I took my California high school proficiency exam, which is what they give kids that are too young to take the GED. So it's, it's, I was 16 years old and finished and really just devoted the rest of my life to working. I was just always, I always wanted to work from the time I was really small. Um, Same. Did you? Mm-hmm. My grandmother had, you know, a retail store and I would work there. Um, I remember working there from like nine years old on, but, you know, dance was a way to sort of get me into an industry that I really thought I wanted to be in, which was, which was film. And, you know, through the experience of being a dancer, especially, you know, a, a working dancer, it's incredibly competitive and, you know, you're, you, you grow up fast, you learn about resilience, you audition and you, you know, get a lot of no's and, um, you know, you just have to be really, really driven. Um, and I always, you know, I had a very tough director of my performing company, this woman, Marguerite, and she was just, you know, she really in hindsight trained me for the world and, you know, was considered to be so tough at the time, but I think, you know, really prepared me for, for what I was going to do after that. And then from there, um, I really wanted to be a film producer. Um, I got a job at 17 working for a producer at Touchstone, um, and, you know, thought that's what I would do. And I thought I would go to film school and, you know, honestly, that just, took a turn and I ended up, you know, working full-time for this woman. It started as an internship and and quickly turned to a full-time gig. So was there and, you know, ultimately from there ended up in nightlife. Um, I think because I was just so into going out and (laughs) into nightlife, I'm one of those people, like you'll hear me in interviews say, find something you love to do and then figure out a way to get paid for it. So 
I was, you know, um, seduced by this, um, this industry that just seemed so exciting and fast paced compared to, you know, the film industry. Um, and I started working for a company called Bolt House, which you may remember because it was on yes. the, the hills for a little bit. So I, I worked there long before the hills, but, um, you know, basically we operated the hottest nightclubs in Los Angeles and, and produced, um, special events for big corporate brands. And, you know, I ultimately started a branding division at that company because I had all of these brands coming to me on a regular basis, asking me, you know, can I hand out products in your nightclub or can I, you know, put my new beverage on your menu or can I stand outside and hand out, you know, trucker hats or whatever it was at the time. And I realized it was because, you know, we had this group of tastemakers and celebrities that would come together under our roof, you know, three, four nights a week and people wanted access to them. So it's not unlike, you know, kind of what we see now with influencer seating and celebrity, you know, and, and tastemaker seating. So it was kind of done in real life. So I thought, well, yes, you can, but you have to pay me for it. So I kind <laughs> of, you know, pitched uh, Brent uh, Bolthouse this concept of starting a new um, branding arm to the company and ultimately, um, you know, went out and got a bunch of clients and did that. And that was my first, you know, introduction to what would be integrated marketing, which is how, you know, Who Are Wears made the majority of its revenue. I just have to break to tell you guys really quick about our brand new Summer Fridays launch. It is available now. You have been asking about this for so long and it is finally here. So I think you're going to really love it. It's Summer Fridays Cloud Dew and it is an oil-free gel cream moisturizer. It's ultra lightweight with three types of hyaluronic acid and it's perfect for thirsty skin. It's also got antioxidants and pineapple enzymes, which is going to help improve your skin tone and texture. The way that I like to use it is in my morning skincare routine. So what I'll do is I start with a cleanser, then I use my favorite CC Me Serum, which helps with hyperpigmentation and dark spots. Then I'll apply Cloud Dew. It's a gel cream formula and it really just glides on my skin and it's perfect to apply before wearing makeup. So as always, our products are vegan, cruelty-free, and in recyclable packaging. And it is available now at Sephora and SummerFridays.com. And you didn't have like a traditional career path like some people do. So what advice do you have for people who maybe don't have experience in a career or didn't go to college? How do they get into a new career or job if they're looking to climb up the ladder at a company? Yeah, I mean, I think if you cannot go out and get the experience, so say you are, you know, not at an entry level stage, but you want to switch, you know, your career Actually, and Hillary and I wrote a book called The Career Code where there's a chapter dedicated to this. But, you know, that can be really difficult because people won't hire somebody more senior for an entry-level job, but then you don't really know that business. So you've got to start, you know, lower down. But I always say, try to create your own experience. So, you know, if you're somebody who wants to become, you know, a florist and you have a vision for the most beautiful modern arrangements and you've never, you know, worked with a florist, you have no formal experience, you know, go and create your own body of work, publish it online, publish it on social media, make a pin board of other, you know, other images to show your, your taste and your sensibilities. Like that's one example. I mean, I think 
you know, someone like you has created their own career and their own path. You didn't take a, a typical approach of, you know, becoming a fashion editor or a, you know, work at a beauty company to learn how something was made. You kind of, you know, created yourself as an expert. And then ultimately, once you were able to prove that you had great sensibilities and you were able to cultivate a community, then all of a sudden you're in a position to actually, you know, be in that business. Yeah. And it's crazy because I think if I would have asked myself like 10 years ago, because I was thinking one of of my first jobs in LA, I was a hostess at Katsuya. And this is the days of like the paparazzi would be outside and it was like the best restaurant to go to. And thinking like not even that long ago, I was, I was a hostess at a restaurant to like where I am today. Like anything is possible if you just like kind of figure it out. And so I didn't have that, you know, typical career path either, but like you, I feel like I learned so much from being in the service industry. I learned how to network. I learned how to speak with people that I've never talked to before. I was, got really comfortable going up to people who maybe I admired and didn't mind talking to them. I learned crazy hours. And so from each job, whether I worked in retail or food and beverage or whatever it was, I learned so much that that really has helped me in my career today. Absolutely. So you know exactly what I mean when I'm talking about the yeah. <laughs> the aggressive. But I think like, you know, it, it happens to me even today. I launched a wine brand this year. I knew nothing about the wine business or, you know, even even the winemaking process when we set out. And I have a partner, Cameron Diaz. We we created this together from nothing. And we basically just started taking meetings with anyone who was possibly you know, remotely connected to this industry that would sit down with us and just let us ask questions and learn. And we did that over about a year process before it really became a business. And so it was just kind of becoming our, your own detective, your own journalist to try to figure it out. And I know how to build a business, but, you know, the wine industry is completely different. It's an entirely, you know, different complex set of laws and regulations. And it was truly like, you know, learning a foreign language. But, you know, if you just chip away at it and you learn as much as you can, you know, over time, you'll, you'll start to become, you know, an expert. And speaking of new ventures, so you just talked about your new wine company, but you have a new makeup company that's available now. It's called Merit. You sent me some of the products, but I'd love to hear from you like a little bit about the brand philosophy. Yes, absolutely. Well, Merit was absolutely started as a personal need for for me um, and really was created to reimagine luxury beauty, you know, by making it clean and well edited and accessible. So, you know, we're sort of the uh, antidote to the, you know, 50 shade palette and, a you know, the drop every week excess kind of a, a brand. We're really focused on responsible luxury, you know, producing products that are safe for the body, the skin and the planet. And really, you know, I was looking for products that can create, you know, a really polished look in minutes. And I was so used to buying um, all of the great, you know, luxury and prestige brands that I grew up wearing. Um, But it wasn't until I had my son or actually got pregnant with my son a little over four years ago that I really started looking for cleaner products. Um, I was not the first to run to, to clean makeup. I really wanted my products to work and to last. And I wanted the beautiful colors I was used to buying. And it was really hard to find, you know, at that time, especially 
great formulas. Um, and I think we've come so far now um, with clean makeup and there's so much good stuff, but I just didn't find myself connecting emotionally to any of the brands. You know, none of, none of them were making me feel the way that I felt when I would walk out with that new YSL lip gloss or, you know, and, and I just felt like there was a white space to create a brand that was clean, that was, you know, really well curated, um, that would help women like me get ready in the morning. You know, I want to look natural. I want to look like myself, but better. And, you know, I need a really efficient routine. I remember I did a video on my Instagram several years ago of me doing my makeup in five minutes. And it just had this huge positive response. And I think I realized how many women like me do their makeup in five minutes or in the car, you know, on the way to the office. And that just really stuck with me. So Merit is a brand and we're, we're releasing seven products that allow you to do your makeup in five minutes. It's everything you need to get that look and nothing you don't. So everything is incredibly thoughtful and deliberate and really comfortable. You know, it's just comfortable makeup that, that you want to wear. Going into this new category for you, what's been some of the learning curves going into makeup? Because it is so different from skincare and then obviously your other businesses. Yeah. I mean, I think we, you know, I'm very lucky to have entered now. I think there has been so much great innovation in clean over the last few years. And I think especially going through Burst, Burst has probably the best ethical platform of any brand today, you know, between its its ingredients and how how we think about, you know, protecting the the skin and the body, but also through the supply chain and how sustainable it is as a brand. And so I think, you know, we were able to learn so much kind of going through that from, you know, how to push our vendors for, you know, components that are made with the most, you know, amount of post-consumer recycled plastic possible or, you know, the the way that we knew they were able to achieve a certain kind of clarity or consistency in a product because we had done it prior in, in skincare. But yeah, I mean, color is tough on its own because I knew color was was so important to me to get these sort of like nuanced, you know, natural looking, beautiful colors. And, you know, you, you can be more limited in color when you're trying to be clean, but I would say we were able to find, you know, great labs, great partners that we've been able to achieve that with, but, you know, we're certainly trying to push, you know, our manufacturers and, and third-party vendors in every way that we can to further champion, you know, clean and sustainability and all of that. And it's available now. So where can people buy Merit? Yes, you can buy it at MeritBeauty.com. Merit is M-E-R-I-T or follow us at Merit on Instagram. And between your brands, I know you have really strong, your own direct-to-consumer sites, but you also have really strong retail partnerships like First and Target. Why was it so important to you to launch some of your brands at retail? I really believe in traditional retail and and brick and mortar retail. I think, you know, it's still a very important part of building a brand and building a business. And we've had such a great partnership with, with retailers like Target over the years. So, I mean, to me, I want to be great at both. I want to be really great at, at, you know, digital and, and e-commerce and understand how to grow my community there, but also really, you know, want to successfully work with the brick and mortar retailers. I mean, it's just, 
you know, the foot traffic that you get from, you know, a retailer like Target or like Sephora, you know, it just, it cannot be recreated um, in the same way online. So I do think that both are equally as important. It's not only a distribution channel and a revenue driver, but it's also such a great marketing platform to be, uh, you know, in, um, Absolutely. And I'm such a passive shopper too. Like I find myself walking around the aisles of Target or in Sephora and all of a sudden my cart is full or my basket is full of things because I just walk down the aisles and find new things to buy. So it's so great for discovery, especially as brands are starting out. Absolutely. Um, So you have founded so many companies now and you obviously, well, maybe you have no fear of starting something new. So where does that drive come from and how are you not you know, terrified to jump into a new uh, arena? Oh, God, you know, I just I have a sickness <laughs> um, as an entrepreneur to just keep doing these things. And I think, you know, for me, it's looking at this consumer that I know so well that I've spent so much time with and just understanding, you know, what is she thinking? Where is she going next? Where is there a white space? And I always think a great business starts with a personal need and you know, uh, none of my businesses are an exception to that. So I think it's, it's just wanting to, to bring something to market that solves a need that I have and that others just like me have. And between all of those businesses, how do you structure your day? Cause I know you wake up really early and you like to do things before everyone else is up. Yes. Uh, I get up at about five <laughs> in the morning. Um, I know you're an early riser too, aren't you? Yeah, I because in my you know past life of like television hosting, I would have to go to work at like four thirty or five o'clock in the morning. So for like two years, I didn't go to dinner. I went to sleep every night at eight o'clock, and so I kind of got used to waking up that early. And I'm very productive in the morning before people start you know reaching out to me. It's isn't it great that time in the morning where you just you know the house is quiet and you can concentrate. I mean, for me, it's either. I get up at five, I usually work out and, you know, working out for me is more about the mental clarity even than the, the, the physical, but, you know, I, I love to work out or I just go in my office, honestly, and have one or two hours of really, really, you know, focused, quiet time. And that's, you know, largely how I, uh, created Aveline, which is the wine brand. I was, you know, doing that before I would start work on the other companies every morning and then on the weekends. You have to make it work because there's only so many hours in the day, especially at the beginning before you can really bring on a team of people to like help support everything else. Absolutely. As far as like time management, do you have any tips or apps that help you or programs that you use? Well, I, you know, it's funny. I was just making fun of myself because I have, I keep an old fashioned notebook. And I have my list of things to do and I have a tab per company. So everything, you know, I kind of keep the, the to-do list separate. But then if you look at my desk right now, I've got like 15 different post-its and the post-its are kind of what's urgent and there's, you know, scribble all over them. And like lately, I haven't even been getting to my notebook because there've been so many post-its, but I, you know, I am not as digital with my to-do list as most people, but my system works for me. And, you know, I, when it comes to apps, I mean, I use apps for meditation, shopping, you know, food, food delivery. Listen, I like, you know, live on, on DoorDash and, and Postmates. And that's kind of how I, you know, save myself some time. But 
but yeah, I was, I was just making fun of myself thinking I should maybe come to the digital age with my to-dos. There's something so satisfying though about like crossing off something on a physical to-do list. So I have everything right. like on paper and digital. I have them in multiple places so I don't miss anything, but I love an actual notepad. Absolutely. What are some of your strengths in business and how did you figure out what it is that you're good at? You know, uh, I was just having this conversation with someone and, you know, I, when I started my first company, you know, as one does, like I did every single job, right. And, you know, I was the, the graphic designer, the creative director, the banker, the, you know, Hillary was the web designer, the, you know, (laughs) the writer, and you you kind of start to learn what you're good at, um, and then you end up picking a lane. And for me, you know, I really liked you know the chief executive duties. I like you know fundraising and M and A and finance and operations and strategy and that kind of thing. And so that's the path that I went down, and really just ended up more on the business side of things than I thought I would. I, I growing up was very creative, and I thought you know that would kind of be what I do. But, you know, I really understand now that you have to be very creative in business, you know, about being resourceful and problem solving and thinking ahead and having vision and all of those things. So I enjoy both that part as well as just the tactical operations deal making. And I think, you know, what I've become best at and what has allowed me to to be successful is my ability to pick really talented people to work with. You know, my my teams are just absolutely the best in the business. And, um, you know, I've certainly made some bad hires throughout my years, but I think at this point, I've gotten really good at understanding, um, you know, who's going to make a great partner for me or, you know, the, the right team to kind of manage the day-to-day execution of the vision. And speaking of people that you partnered with, you spoke about your co-founders like Hillary Kerr and Cameron Diaz. What are some qualities that you look for that someone should look for in a co-founder or partner before you actually go into business together? So um, I have had such great, so I've had really great luck with my partners. I've had, you know, a 15 year partnership with Hillary. We've had a wonderful time. Um, Cameron is a fantastic partner. We work so well together. Coincidentally, their birthdays are one day apart. So I don't know if that has that sign, whatever their sign is. I like the Virgos, but you know, Hillary always says, if you, if you made a Venn diagram out of my skills and her skills, we'd have very little overlap. And I think that's a really good way to think about it because, you know, it's when you kind of are both good at the same thing that you end up bumping into each other. So you want to pick somebody with complementary skills and, you know, somebody that uh, shares your mission. So ultimately, if you're aligned on the mission um, and you're both good at very different things day to day, that's a pretty good fit. Absolutely. I think that that's a great piece of advice because I think you can't be on separate pages when it comes to business because then both of you are wanting to make very different decisions. So I think even before you want to you know, go into a partnership with someone, because going to a partnership when business is like a marriage. So before you get married to someone, you want to make sure you have the same end goals in mind. Absolutely. I mean, it is, I am married and I have uh, partners and I think I'm more contractually bound to my partners actually <laughs> Yes, <laughs> than my husband. It's trickier. For people starting new businesses, do you think having a co-founder is a must or it's okay to start, you know, as a solo founder? 
It's not a must at all. Um, it's definitely, as you know, a lot more fun, you know, to have somebody to turn to, to go through something with, to get off a phone call and say, did I just hear that right? Or, you know, you know, it's definitely more fun, but it's also not required. And I think you also need to know what kind of a person you are, if you would do better with someone, you know, as your partner, or if you would do better as a, you know, as sort of your own leader. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Um, So I know you talked about a book that you and Hillary wrote before, but what are some of your favorite career books or resources that you like to learn from? I, um, at the beginning of COVID, um, joined Masterclass. Same. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. In the last, like, probably four months, I've had no time to watch it. But in the beginning, I, I was spending a lot more time there. I thought that was extremely helpful. It's so cool because, you know, for a while, there was all this talk about like having a mentor and how important that was. But with the internet, you can basically pick your mentor, right? You can be mentored virtually, you know, virtually by anybody. If you're interested in Bob Iger, you know, you can buy his book and listen to him on podcasts and take his masterclass and do all of these things where you can learn from someone like that. So I just love that concept. Um, and I, you know, I love reading biographies like that, um, you know, real, real stories. I, I think, you know, there've been a list of, of books that, you know, uh, leaders always eat last, that kind of thing. There are some, some books like that, but I think what I really enjoy are the, you know, biographies of really successful business people. And is there any life lessons that you wish or career lessons you wish you would have learned earlier? Every choice that I've made has has put me, you know, somewhere for a reason. So whether or not, you know, if something went wrong or something didn't work, I always ended up in a better place as a result. So there's not one single thing I can look back and say, I wish I hadn't done that, or I wish I hadn't, you know, worked with that person or taken money from that investor or what whatever it was, because truly it got me to to a place that was even better than I had anticipated. And I love Verse. I know we didn't talk much about Verse, but I love the brand, the products, the packaging, the colors. I love how accessible it is. And whenever I go into Target, it really just stands out on the shelf amongst all of the other brands. And I love that you took the same mentality of making, you know, the affordable clothes that were available at Target, but the same Mm -hmm. thing for skincare and still making it look cool. Oh, well, thank you so much. I love doing that. I love, you know, making the the aspirational a little more attainable. So you have a lot of businesses. If someone is looking for a job at one of your companies, where do you guys post um, job listings or internships? The best place to go is to each company's LinkedIn page. So um, we typically post all of our jobs there. Um, we share articles and um, you know, different inner workings of each company. So that's usually a good resource. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And where can thank everyone you. buy Merit just in case they missed Merit, it? Yes. Go to MeritBeauty.com. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.